ay, ay, hola cariño. Hola amor. And bienvenidos to uh, Uy, Que Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I am Eileen. Uh, this is a podcast where <laughs> these two idiots watch a, <laughs> watch a horror movie from Latin America and then talk about it. It's so much fun. It really is. And I'm, uh, I'm very, very excited to talk about this movie with you today. This week uh, we we went in we went in hard. We did, we did, and this was one of my choices this week. And uh, I'm very I'm proud of this choice. I'm also very sorry that I put you through this uh, experience. Literally, as I was watching something. it. Let me tell you something. Well, first of all, the film we're doing this week is called Aterrados also known as Terrified in English. It is from Argentina, directed by Demian Ruña or Rugna? I think it's I Rugna. Said, I'm assuming it's Rugna. When I tell you that I was so fucking cocky coming into this, I was like, sure, I've been watching horror movies for a little bit now. I may be a horror baby, but I am a I am a if anything, a horror teen by now. And this movie sent me back. Okay. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I'm 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 proud of this experience that you you know that you were actually affected by a horror movie because not all horror movies are scary. Let's be no, honest. No, no, and, and uh, this one. But as was. I was watching it, yeah, this was a spooky one. But as I was watching it, I was just like, oh lord, Eileen is she's just she she will never forgive me for this one. This movie is what, an hour and 30 minutes about? It's a swift, swift, yes. A swift film. It took me a solid four hours to fucking watch this movie because I kept pausing it and walking around my house and like watching videos of puppies and kittens because I was like, no, I can't, I stop. And I honestly don't know how accurate I will be about describing this movie because I watch it like this and I watch it like this. It was just, I could not. It was a very fingers, hands covering the eyes kind of movie. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a spooky one. It's full of jump scares, and uh, you know, and they really they nailed pretty much all the jump scares for me at least. Uh, totally, I all the no 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 a few times. Yeah. Not even like, trying to be like, oh, the name of our podcast, but <laughs> actual and like true. Uy, que horror. Yeah. Uh, totally. So way to, way to succeed, Aterrados. I, not lying to you, I had an edible before I watched it. It that did not work. Terrible idea. It didn't work because that's how hard and stressed. I was, my body was like, we cannot process this THC because ma'am, your heart is beating a thousand miles <laughs> per hour. Oh my God. Oh, oh I kind of wish that I had been there to experience that with you. It was, it was uh, truly, I, I ended the film being like, who the fuck do you think you are, Eileen? You think you can come in here and fucking, nope. And also pure daylight outside pure daylight and i was still like no mira no <laughs> i watched this i mean i had my headphones on so it was like a close sound experience but i watched this literally that was also a mistake 
Oh yeah. Having it all be in the ears. Right no. here up close with the jump scare movie. Terrible idea. But it was full light. It was nighttime when I watched it, but the full lights were on. My boyfriend Matthew was sittering sittering? Sittering. Sittering. Sitting literally right next to me. He's watching like Wimbledon or something. And I I was still scared. I'm still scared. Terrified. Um name so, of the movie in English. Yeah. I'll give you the little synopsis that I found online. I do believe this is either a Google or a Wikipedia situation. Aterrados, paranormal researchers investigate strange events in a neighborhood in Buenos Aires. Period. End of sentence. And I'm honestly, yeah, accurate. That is, that is what happened. Best that they leave it at that and that you just go in watch the damn movie i also feel like you know at the beginning of this of our little podcast look if you're if you you should watch these movies first which we will set up for you but also if you're too scared you know we're gonna take you through it top to bottom t to b t to b (laughs) as succinctly as possible but we will take you through it which i guess will alleviate some of the fear but also like just watch the movie absolutely i think this one is uh if you have someone to watch it with you, it'll be better because yes. alone is, it was an experience. I just saw my hair on the side of my face and it freaked me out. <laughs> but Eileen's right. Cuddle up with somebody, get nice and close with somebody, link arms, turn the lights off if you dare. I wouldn't dare. Turn Do it with the lights on. Hours. It's on Shudder right now, so, you Yes, know. it's a Shudder film. Get your friends that have that Shudder account and watch this Argentinian film. Are we ready to dive in? Let's do this. Okay, so this movie does tend to kind of like jump back and forth. Yeah, scene, we have some... There's a lot of movement. All right, aterrados, or as I like to call aterrizados, which literally means... <laughs> they landed. landed. What does that mean? <laughs> that is incorrect. Aterrizados. It's aterrizados. Aterrados 2018. Let's begin. So, right at the top of this movie, as like the credits roll in showing the production company, already the sound design starts. The sound design not- of this film. So effective. It sounds so many to me- strings in the in the yes. soundtrack, which strings in a horror movie, I think, are essential absolutely these sounds at the beginning of the movie though sound to me like distant kind of like clanging clattering and like a weird ghostly whistle that keeps coming back throughout the movie so Mm -hmm. we get our first shot which is this woman clara who looks to me like the latina tori amos she's standing at the sink (laughs) just because she got red hair dude she's got like same facial structure like she that's what she watched the movie and tell me i'm wrong um, Honestly, ter- Tori Amos could walk down the street and I wouldn't know who the fuck she is. So maybe that's why. <laughs> okay, so Latina Tori Amos, a.k.a. Clara, is standing at the sink. She's washing dishes. And she realizes that this kind of like clanging, clattering, whistling sound is coming from inside the sink. This was the first jump scare for me, which is her turning the sink on. Did this not scare you? Yes. The sound of the water, like just her going, I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, the sound design, literally first jump scare. Okay, so she turns on the water to like clear the, I guess, clear the drain. Cause she's like, what the fuck's going on in this drain? And then the bubble. 
the you breathing bubble. bubble. There's on a bubble the, in, in the sink. What is the right sink? The drain. Drain. <laughs> what is the sink? <laughs> the drain. They're like you know soapy residue. A film like sometimes will happen because of soap, and the bubble that is on that on the sink drain looks like somebody is breathing so it's like lifting and coming down it's it was that gave uh, unnerved me and it is very reminiscent of it that's what it made me think of like people in the okay. drain yeah people in the drain, in the drain. Yeah, and yeah. also another thing that happens here is like when she turns on the water water jump scare and tries to clear the drain before you see that bubble if you listen carefully deep inside the drain you literally hear the same noise of her turning the water on but like repeated back to her from inside the drain oh i didn't fucking notice that next thing we know her husband is coming home i assume from work his name is blumetti i don't know what his first name is but we're gonna Juan. call him it's one Let's call him Blumetti, just because it's such a cool, I love that last name. Um, so, okay, so Blumetti walks in, he's very jovial. He's like, he explains to us, uh, Clara, remember that dog we, that we ran over the other day that we thought was fully dead? The dog isn't dead, it's alive. Can you believe it? He came back, whatever. And it's like, what the fuck? And then he's like standing there in the kitchen. He's like, ¿Y la cena dónde está? Where's dinner? And she's cool like, to- I had to get the fuck out of the kitchen because oí voces, voces humanas. I heard voices, human voices. Me dijeron que me iban a matar. They said they were going and to kill me. Title card, Aterrados. Aterrados. <laughs> Now, this movie does a really good job. At least I assume that it's very much homage to other horror films. And this title card is like pure insidious to me where it's like, boom, title card, creepy strings. I'm assuming that this is 100% homage to insidious. So This movie in general has big time insidious vibes because it's like ghosts magoo and like possession and shit like that so like there is absolute john john juan appreciation james juan james juan james juan appreciation agreed and also i want to talk more as we go along about the the sound design, but also the the fucking the the score, the soundtrack, because the score gives you so much classic horror movie stuff in there. I I, I refuse to believe that it was not on purpose. Another thing that I'm pretty sure I don't know if 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 it wasn't on per if it was on purpose or not. James Wan is so good at giving you creepy corners. Like when you watch a James Wan movie. I never trust the corners. Never trust the corners. And this movie did the same thing. I was constantly covering the screen with one hand where I thought somebody something would come out of the corner because I was like, no. Agreed fully. Like just corners, pockets for terror. <laughs> Don't look in the corner. Corners you know are I mean? just pockets for terror. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Clara waking up at the ass crack she's got to take a shower so she like gets up she goes into the bathroom and immediately we hear like this weird thudding yes and uh a blue immediately is like my fucking neighbor 
next door has been doing construction. He's starting at the ass crack and he's like, mira, dude, stop. He's pounding up the wall. He's like, this is not the time to do this. He grabs a shoe. He's pounding on the wall. He goes outside and he's like- The weird thudding continues. So he's just like, okay, this is enough. So he literally goes outside in his teeny little undies. (laughs) Teeny undies. He goes next door buzzes this buzzer like the little intercom outside the house being like dude it's five o'clock in the morning what are you doing stop it and all you hear on the the intercom is like weird breathing like there's somebody there it's, it's not breathing even quite and breathing. like and crackling like it sounds yeah. like somebody pushed the button to answer it and just kind of stood there and was like which is a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. And he's like, Mira, I'm trying to fucking sleep. It's 5 a.m. He's just screaming and he's like ringing the doorbell and being like, I can, I hear you there. I know you're there. Fucking stop banging on the fucking wall. He goes back inside and he still hears this banging. And he's like, hold on. It's not coming from my wall. It sounds like it's coming from the bathroom where the water is running and it sounds like the shower is going where his wife is, Clara. And he knocks on the door. He's like, Clara, is that you? And she won't answer. And then he opens the door, Jonathan, Jonathan. So he walks into this bathroom. First of all, the the walls are splattered with blood. Clara is hanging in midair. Midair, floating. Her body just starts to get slammed, violently slammed across the bathroom, like through midair. And like uh, Lumethi's first reaction, you see him and he looks like so nonchalant just because he's so shocked yeah. by what he's seeing. So and he this, runs up this to- this is a common occurrence throughout the movie that whenever people encounter this, like the spooks, they literally stand there and they're like, it's shock. It's like there is, not the reaction you would expect. It's kind of like, dude, do you not realize what you're looking at just because he seems so and like, it, oh. And she just continues to be slammed back and forth. And then finally he like snaps out of it and he's like, honey, what are you doing? And she is floating in air. Like her feet are dragging on the sides of the bathtub. When he goes up to grab her, like I'm pretty sure at this point, so she's been banging. That was what he heard in the first place. Literally the moment she went into the bathroom, it started immediately. Immediately. So she's clearly, she's clearly dead. He's grabbing her, trying to stop her. Her head is being slammed by some invisible force against the wall. He's crying, he's screaming, cut. Hideous. So we cut to him. He's in what I assume is a hospital or maybe a I jail. couldn't I couldn't tell if it was a police station or if it was a hospital situation. And the three people sitting in front of him at this table that it seems like they're interrogating him. So I just assume it was like a police thing the three people that are sitting there with him it's two men and a woman one of them speaks in spanish and i was like oh this is a gringo my name for these characters were the gringo Me too. which we'll get to the real names later but if we yeah. can just call the gringo the gringo we'll El gringo. that but then the other two so it was the gringo the old lady and old blue eyes over here. These are the three people. Like Frank the, Sinatra coming the, back from the dead. Frank. 
so right they're standing there in front of pardon me they're sitting there in front of him and they're like we believe you but you need to comply with us to figure out what happened to your wife they place these horrifying bloody pictures in front of him and he's immediately like no es clara that's not like, my wife yeah, that's not that's not my wife. And immediately they're like, well, no, that's not. That's a different woman who died under very similar circumstances in the United States. In and that's 98, when, like and 20 that's when years we, ago. And that's when we hear the gringo say, hola, me, me llamo. <laughs> like, right. when he spoke. He's like, Necesitamos saber todo de lo que pasó en el, el vecindario. And last Antes de la, la semana de que desapareció de tu esposa Clara. Es, es algo, uh, como se dice, fuera del normal. That's pretty sure that's literally what this guy says. But look, gringo, I appreciate, look. Honestly, I he nailed. He's adorable because occasionally he has to like look to the to the old lady or to old blue eyes and He's like, be like, what is this what word? Is what is the word? Yeah. And they're like, it's this dude. Yeah. Um, it's it's very sweet. And he's he's able to communicate. Props to you. Like, listen, I, fucking it ain't easy learning a second language. Plus, you have to learn fucking paranormal vocabulary. That ain't yes. easy. And I must say, too, that like the Argentine tine accent is it's very specific so to be able to communicate like that too to understand the slang and everything props gringo we'll say this great. movie this movie had awesome cursing in spanish like at wow. the top um botticelli what's his name though i have him written down as juan so i don't know blumetti blumetti <laughs> Botticelli. Okay, guys, this guy, the husband, look, just from the top, you got to understand, he'll either be called the husband, Juan, Blumetti, or Botticelli. Botticelli, he was like, la concha tu madre, forro, boludo, like just bopping all over the place. And I was like, hell yeah. And then later on, there is just like, la puta que te parió, que no sé qué. And I was like, Give it to me. Give me these curse words. Yes. So, so there, these guys, the gringos, like, entonces, he's like, entonces, tell us if there was something weird that has been happening in your, in your house, your neighborhood before the death. So Blumetti is like, I see there was an accident outside the house. And also my neighbor, Walter has been doing, he's been remodeling his house. Immediately the inspectors are like remodeling. That's a sign because apparently in paranormal speak, you can wake up the dead. That's what am I trying to, you can like, if you do remodeling on your house, if there's like some sort of activity there anyway, it might like inspire it to start up again. It might start paranormal activity. Remodeling sure. means you might start seeing ghosts. So they're like, well, shit, here we go. This I got confused because okay. I didn't realize that we had gone back in time Cause was right. there was there a a title card that said three months ago or anything? Nunca, Nothing. Never. You just gotta be like, oh, now we're in this scene. But we do. You're absolutely right. We go back. We go back and we meet Walter Carabajal, which is, is the, the neighbor. neighbor, and he's like on the phone in his office, being like, "Hello, I need to talk to Doctora 
I wrote Albrecht. it down. La, la doctora Albrecht, por favor, no he dormido. Like, I haven't slept. I need to talk to this doctor. She said she would she would, would take my case, whatever. And then the woman on the phone is like, she's not taking cases right now. You have to stop calling. Like, no, this is not how it works. No, no, the no, no. The secretary is very weird. She's like, how'd you get this number? She can't see you right now. Hang up. And it's like... What and it seemed, fuck? and also like, and I think the other reason why it felt weird is because you hear him saying, I need to make an appointment with Doctora Albrecht. So you are assuming that it's a doctor and not something else. Absolutely. So having this woman being like, how did you get this number? So you're like, oh, mm -hmm. this receptionist isn't very nice. But yeah. you can tell that he's anxious and like jumpy. And then we follow him home mm -hmm. and it's just, him in bed, and this is where things start getting crunk. I mean, this movie, like pretty much the moment you're in, you're in. Even in like the slower moments, you still gotta keep your eyes open to be like, ¿Qué está pasando? What's in the dark shadow pocket in the corner? You know? Yeah, it's terror pocket. Obvious. And the moment we go back to Walter's house, you, that whistling sound is back. And he's Terrible. repeated, the, the shot we get is from under the bed and he keeps like Checking lifting the under the bed. under the bed. And then he puts the sheet back down, looks back and then he gets off the bed and another subtle jump scare for me at least, the sheet comes back down and scared the shit out of me. Absolutely, cause he gets up and walks away and then that sheet just goes flop and I was like, oi. <laughs> well, they also of course give us like a spooky little like like a little musical sting and I'm like, oh you fuckers. But again, <laughs> jump scare, honestly not even number two, probably like number four by now. Entonces, he goes to the bathroom and he's like, we find out he's been taking sleeping pills. Honestly, the guy does not look good. Yeah. This, this scene is good. basically, we get to know him and how like he's been trying to reach the doctor. Like we see several scenes of him trying to reach the doctor. And in mm -hmm. between those scenes are him at home having to deal with this haunting in his home. So we see that he ha does can't sleep for very long. So when he goes to take his pills, everything is kind of funky and like things are legitimately moving and falling and like, he and he moves the bed. Right, because the he bed has been pushed off its proper where place. Where it's supposed gets, to be. He actually gets into bed like in his jeans, which just like, it's that's a bad sign to me at least. Like, first of all, please do not wear your street clothes in bed. But also like this guy is- Bed bugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just like gross in general. So gross. So he, so he gets into his bed and like you getting into bed in your clothes, like something's up, you're stressed, you are like not living well. And the moment he gets in bed, that the bed, moves. bed starts to move with, with him, him on in it. it. And so the light flickers, the bed continues to move and we get straight up the shining music in here. That like weird kind of like stuttering violin strings. Like it's very like, must be an homage to The Shining. So the light fucking turns off. And so he again, like checks under the bed. I'm watching like this with my, I was, like I, through I, my I fingers. Like, cause I was like, something is gonna pop out. He checks under the bed, there's nothing there. He drops the sheet and he gets back in bed, but then the camera pans, pans down and there's a hideous, pale oh like, i forgot about that tall man staring at you from under the bed one of his weird legs like plops out it's 
It was, I mean. It looks like he's been folded and pushed under the bed is what this man looks like. Or what thing. a solid way to describe, like a folded man. Yeah. He, it, lo- it looks like. where they should be. No, the legs are like up by the shoulders. It just looks like literally somebody took him and folded him like a piece of paper and was like, I'll tuck you in under the bed. And he's just looking at you and then. Mm-hmm. Poor wife that is like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to bed. And that's when you see these legs run out and you hear thicket, 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 like little bare feet. I was like, bare feet on the ground can fuck off. Okay, so the light turns off because this creature has unplugged the light under the bed. Walter is so freaked out that he straight up just hides under the sheets like a kid. You hear those, uh, you're right, about like little pitter-patter feet, but it's not a little thing. It's a No, tall, it's like weird... adult feet going, yeah, like, like, running fast. Hideous. And so Walter is in bed under the sheets like a sweet poor little baby. He's praying to Jesus. You see a horrible shadow like coming over the sheets and we cut to the next scene. Again, he calls the doctor and he's like, please receptionist lady, you need to help me. I need to, I lo he visto. He says, I've seen him. And, and when he when he woke up for, like after seeing the shadow on the sheet, he did wake up in his house. You see him waking up again. He looks like shit before he makes the call and his house is is in shambles shambles there's shit flying like falling everywhere like clearly this ghost has been moving shit around it is terrorizing him when he when he says lo elito on the receptionist on the phone is like listen sure did you see this thing i guess but we need proof doctora albrecht will not see anyone unless there is proof and he's like well shit I guess I got to get proof somehow. And he goes out and he gets a fucking camera. And mm-hmm. he's like, you want proof? I'll fucking give you proof. He legitimately says that. And he sets up <laughs> yeah. the fucking, <laughs> he sets up the camera. He sets up his little camera on top of his like closet in his bedroom. The camera is pointed at his bed. He falls asleep. We wake up. The light has turned off. And he, he, he wakes up because he hears like a clatter. And so he's like, what the fuck was that? He looks at the, the floor. Camera fell the over. camera has been thrown on the floor. So he gets up, inspects the footage, and sees this tall figure, like the folded man, basically standing next to his bed, watching him sleep. The Fully creature naked. Then, like, the, just look at the gut. Look at the folded man's butt. His butt's out in the air. It gave me um, Pan's Labyrinth eyeball hands man uh pale man vibes yes yes, totally pale man vibes so this horrible figure creeps into the closet there's more of the shining music walter straight up goes to get his gun and like paranormal activity everywhere he grabs his gun a light bulb um explodes behind him the camera turns off of course He goes to check the closet. He opens it up. Nada. There's nothing in there. So he gets down. He grabs his camera to be like, what the hell is going on here? Check the footage. He sees the the creature like crawling out from under the bed and the footage. He's like, what is this thing? The closet doors open behind him. You can't quite see it. But you can see quite enough that yeah. like, you see this nightmare fuel creature crawling out behind him. He sees it in the reflection of his gun. A horrible hand reaches for the gun. Walter screams, cut. Cut. <laughs> I mean, that 
the footage i'm not a big fan of like found footage found footage stuff mostly because you made me watch blair witch project when we were in high school and that movie gave me literal nightmare fuel so there is something about Mm -hmm. like somebody's camera and also not for nothing us going to la casa del diablo when we were teens oh my (laughs) you guys i feel like we should do do everyone you need this episode of eileen just telling you all about just the shit that i made her go through in high school an absolute nightmare we'll save it for like a special episode but johnny would love to just make me do things that i didn't want to do and i was like i guess i'll fucking (laughs) throw myself into the horror pit of horror and uh (laughs) for friendship why not anyways i mean we lived we lived a found footage horror movie past and we've got the we've got the footage to 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 prove it but we really do this next scene is like very uh, small but very important with this little kid so this we see like a soccer ball being kicked into what we find out is walter's yard Mm mm-hmm so this kid runs in, this adorable little kid. We're fo- like the camera is fixed on like a little leaky faucet in Walter's yeah. yard. The kid begins to drink from the faucet and Walter is like, hey, don't do that. Stop not doing even, that. Not even, hey, you don't see anything. You just hear from the window like, hey, get the fuck out of here, you fucking kid. Stop drinking this water. Get the fuck out. Like basically like, like warning him. Yeah, he's, t- he's like, it's for your own good. Like, try- yeah. which honestly... It is because as soon as he started to drink that water, I was like, I wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. I wouldn't do that. This poor little adorable baby is scared. So he like grabs his ball. He's walking backward away from Walter, who's screaming at him, walks into the street and is immediately plowed down by a bus. By a bus. Pet cemetery vibes. Pet cemetery. Pet fucking cemetery. Which I've never seen still. Oh. Oh, girl. Wow. So um, he so and this this is the accident that Botticelli Bo, yes. uh, Juan Juan Botticelli was Juan talking about. Betty Botticelli husband was talking about. What he was what the accident that he to- talked about in the beginning. This is it. We see that the fuzz is like the a crowd comes around. The little boy is like like his feet on the ground. The, oh, he's like leaking blood. It's hideous. And Juan uh, Blumetti go, is like banging on the neighbor's door, Alicia, Alicia, which is the mom of the little boy. And oh then God. we cut to them like spraying the blood off the fucking ground, which was brutal to watch. Like oof. I was like, oof, that's yeah. tough. We cut to unfortunately what I thought was a bit of cheesy music <laughs> in a in a movie with great sound design and great horror movie music. This one I was like. This sounds like somebody was on their computer being like, dee, 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 dee. Uh, it's really sad. Alicia is coming home from her poor dead kid's funeral. She's with Clara and Blumetti. They're walking her home. We then cut to Old Blue Eyes, who we discover his name is Hanno. Mario Hanno, but I wrote, I, in my notes, it was all Hanno. Hanno, me too. Hanno He's in bed, his phone is ringing, he picks it up, he's like, puta está pasando? It's in the middle of the night. His friend, Deputy Funes, is calling him. He's like, 
Listen, Hano, this little kid was killed outside his home a few days ago. I really need your help. I'm going to send you a car in an hour. It's going to pick you up. Please come. I know it's the, the middle of the night. You're the only person that will understand what's going on here. So we're like, what the hell's going on here? This was, I, I was like, okay, who is Hano? Is he a cop? Like, I was unsure mm-hmm. as to what his position is. And then yeah. we get he gets in the car and he's driven over to Alicia's house. But and this is where we also get, we go back in time basically for two seconds because we see Alicia making tea standing in her kitchen and she hears like a weird kind of like pawing at her door. But she doesn't open the door. She looks through like a window or whatever. She sees a, a shadow and like little footprints of mud. She looks at the ground and there's footprints there too. Honestly, and- I'm shocked that you haven't seen Pet Cemetery because this, like the Pet Cemetery vibes here are like spot Thick. on, oh, the thickest. <laughs> sure. And so, so that, and then she doesn't see, but on the outside of the door, you see little handprints and like up on the wall too and the feet prints on the wall. And I was like, that's like, fucking, that's oh. some exorcist bullshit. Like this little kid has been walking on the ceiling, basically, trying to get into this house. So Hano gets to the house and Funes is like, okay, you know, get ready. And he asks uh, Hano, he says, you don't get scared easily, do you? And, and And Hano's like, I'm good. I've seen it all, basically, is what he says. You never know. Let's go inside. And and he says, exactly. He's like, I've seen it all, but... I I'll, I'll always be surprised. One. Yeah. And yeah. then <laughs> Also, can we just talk about real quick? I think you're going to agree with me on this. Funes is fucking hot. Oh my god, I wrote down Funes is hot so many fucking times. Look, this guy Deep voice, okay. head Deep, of hair. Oh. And he like speaks very slow. Wow, that was terrible <laughs> everybody. But he's got this beautiful head of hair. He's a got beard. These- Sad, mellow, like green eyes. He's got a gorgeous beard. He's Oof, like that beard. Kind of like I mean, I hate to use this term, but like kind of a dad bod, which is delicious. It's, I love it. He is gorgeous. hot, and I'm yeah. like, great. I'm so glad this person has uh, welcome Funes into welcome my life. To aterrados, Funes. <laughs> welcome to my vagina, Funes. I'm into it. Oh my god! Yes. It's, but so Funes is like, okay, let's, uh, here we go. And so we walk into, and then at this point, uh, Hanno sees a little footprints on the floor and they're walking over to the kitchen. And the shot is just like at the head of a table, of a long table, there's a little boy and it's the corpse of the child fully in like a little vest and like the outfit he was buried in. And he's sitting at the table, at the head of the table with a glass of milk and a fucking like peanut butter you're, sandwich or something. He's got a glass of milk, a bowl of cereal, like Fruit Loops and some cookies. Like his mom, I'm assuming, put this in front of him. When I tell you this shot, who? okay, whoever the department was that took care of putting to, is that a little child in there or is it a mannequin? I don't know, but it is so scary it was they nailed it awful 
They really nailed it. With they his. really did. Hanno walks over and is like looking at him. And I'm just like, when is this bitch going to move? This bitch oh, is about, yes. <laughs> he's going to grab his hand. He's going to do something. I just, I literally was like, no. me too. Because, and also because Hanno is, I mean, honestly, pretty fearless. So he gets up close to this kid and they're literally like, he stinks. It's gross. Huele a podrido. Hard. Smells he puts like it rotten. Under his nose, like he's up in this dead child's business, and I was ready for like a head turn, a hand Absolutely. grab, maybe a, like a mud bubble out of the mouth, something <laughs> horrifying. Gross. And uh, it, it was just very well done. Like the tension was thick, built. Yeah, yes. it was there. Very, very good. And and, and Hanno's like, look at his little hands, his little fingers. He, this mm-hmm. motherfucker, dug himself out. And he's, there's no point at where he's like, oh, did the mom do this? Whatever. Like Funes obviously has brought him over so that Hanno can give him a regular normal explanation to give to everyone else that's going to know that there's a baby corpse, like a boy corpse at this table. Like, how did this kid get here? Hanno, give me a normal explanation. Hanno is like, well, this happens, you, you know, occasionally people in their gases grief, yeah. and right. he's this. like, they dig up, they dig up their family members because they can't deal with their grief. He's like, go ahead, check the mom for any sort of bacteria. Like maybe you'll find something. And Funes is like, but you don't believe that, do you? He's like, no, this is not that kind of situation. This is the paranormal, my friend. Yeah. Um, Hanno is like, I'll give you all the explanations you want. I know what this is. And honestly, Funes, so do you. So, and Funes is like, listen, my guy, <laughs> this is a little too much for me. Poor and poor Funes. Uh, Funes is like, I'm about to retire. I, he is literally Donald Glover, not Donald Glover. Um, Funes is the Danny Glover where he's like, I'm too tired. I'm too old for this shit. I'm about to retire. I have like, uh, uh, blood problems. Basically, he's like, I have heart problems. I have all this shit. I need to not be a cop I wear, anymore. I have a hearing aid. Like, I have a hearing this aid. Is too much, dude. Hanno is like, what's the deal? Why are what's why is this so personal to you? And he's like, well, Alicia and I used to have a relationship, and it was very important to me. I just right. want to make sure. He describes sure- it very well. He's like, yeah. it was a beautiful time for us, and yeah. also at this moment, for some ridiculous reason Hanno has turned off the light while they're still in the same space as this little corpse kid why and so they're talking about this sweet conversation Han, uh, pardon me Funes being like oh yeah um, Alicia and I have this great relationship and all Click. of a sudden you hear a glass hit the table they turn they, t- they turn the light on and we see that the little corpse kid's glass of milk has spilled all over the table Funes is like Se movió. And right here in my notes, I just wrote, ui. <laughs> <laughs> because not only that, but like Funes was like, my team over here swear that they've seen him move. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I saw him move. And fucking Hanno is like, well, you know, gases and like things like that. Sure. Like he absolutely is like, I know it's not gases, but it could be gases. And then well- lights go off. A fucking glasses spilled milk and fucking no bro and the little yeah. we, when we see the corpse again he's still exactly the same position and you're just like 
this is a nightmare. So they're trying to be nice. They're trying to be good. They're like, look, we'll just, we cannot say anything about Alicia because they will stick, they will put her, the mother, in an insane in asylum. An insane so we got to be super careful about what we're doing. So Funes goes off somewhere. Hano gets so close to this little corpse baby and is like, why are you here, child? Very Argentina. And I was like, Hano, move away from this child before he like eats your face. We cut to, I believe we're outside the house now. And this is the meeting of Hano. He looks across the street and he finds Doctola, Doctola, Doctola. Anyway, Albrecht, she's across the street and she's taking pictures of Of Walter's house. Of Walter Carabajal. So this is all like, now it's like all starting to come together and you're like, what the fuck is going on in this haunted neighborhood? Now, apparently Albrecht is like a very well-regarded person and I guess the paranormal community around the world in this movie. (laughs) And so- goes up to her and he's like, let me introduce myself. This is who I am. I've been to a lot of her conferences. And uh, she's like, I've been buzzing this intercom over here. Is this the right place? He's like, you got the right place. She's like, somebody picks up but is not responding. Right. Walter's intercom. I've been calling him for days. Nobody picks up. Hanno's like, weird, but what a coincidence that you're here because right across the street mm-hmm. there's this other thing that i would love you to take a peek at and just give me your thoughts of what you right. think is going to about but you know actually what he says he's like this is not a coincidence that's this true is, you're supposed to be here we're supposed to be here and also just putting a little thing in here again with the soundtrack i i'm pretty sure they must have been doing doing something to honor halloween like the halloween series here because the piano music that they use here in the albrecht hanno meeting is very reminiscent to halloween for me not like quite on but okay enough that i was like i see what you're doing there we're across the street with albrecht and we find out that like this is where we learn about Hanno. And Hanno is like, I used to be in forensics and I used to, you know, do autopsies and shit. I've come across a lot of weird stuff. Like, and then he gives examples of like, I was working on this body. This guy was shot 14 times in the fucking head. And then he grabbed my hand or he opened his eyeballs. I was working on a man who was wor- who was dead for two days and he had this and this and that fucking dude stood up and did a dance or whatever. Yeah, he's like, this dude like grabbed me, looked at me and actually spoke to me. And told me that, his son was the one that did this to him or whatever like right this okay so this was for me the only this is gonna sound so strange but the only like real kind of like laugh in the movie Uh uh-huh so okay so they're in the house he's like oh it smells like pudrido and she's like no it smells it's uh olor a muerto so it's different and it's just like a good way to show that she is like no dude Mm-mm. you're you're not quite right it's because rotten dead. and death mm-hmm. is two different, different. things it, to me it's almost like an energetic thing that she can pick up on yeah anyway so okay so they're talking about this and he's like so yeah this old man woke up when i was fucking performing an autopsy he spoke to me and then she's like ah see the old man woke up to blame the son for his death i think i do remember you reading your book and she says to him 
era muy bien encuadernado. Meaning... <laughs> I love the cover of your book. Like, she likes her. She's like, I did read your book. It had a great cover. And the yeah. way, so then they, they cut to Hanno and his look is just like. <laughs> it might okay. as well have been Alyssa Edwards being like, back rolls. Like it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> just him being like, oh. Wow. That I mean, like it's literally like if you're in a play and somebody comes to see you in a show and it's like, the lighting was great. Yeah, and you're absolutely. like, absolutely. Wow, oh my I'm God, like, congratulations. Was... What a great set. You're up there. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, just, just as a reminder. So now we have two of the three people from the top that have been, that we're talking to uh, Botticelli. So yes. we have, uh, we have Hanno, which is old blue eyes. We have, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. La Señora, which is Doctora Albrecht. Soon enough, the gringo will appear. But then, as we're here, still in the little boy's house, we see a little, another little boy shows up, and he climbs the the neighboring wall. And he was we Into saw Alicia's him. Alicia's backyard. Yes, we saw him uh, when the bus accident happened. I guess to show that he's little, uh, the friend of the little boy that died. So he comes in and he's picking up toys from the backyard, basically being like, well, this kid is dead, so I yes. guess I'll take my toys back. So he's the in the yard taking these toys and he goes over to the to the like side door where when he looks in, his little friend is in there sitting at the table with his spilled glass of milk. And this is when we get that slow pan of the head over to him. It just moves that tiny corpse and i was like this is a nightmare but like why did why you see that this is a corpse why are you knocking on the door leave that thing alone run away run get away. out of here but he's like he's Hello? like it's almost like, like hey let's play you rotting stinky dead kid so they uh we cut back to where hanno and and doctora albrecht are like discussing his terrible book and they hear this kid scream mama his terrible <laughs> and, book <laughs> and he's like mama and so they run into the kitchen and they see that the door has been opened and they're like this is it we need to get rid of this body like we can't have like what is the town gonna think it's great we how do we get rid of this body or take it back to the cemetery without it being cause a ruckus and they're like this is fine we're gonna wrap it in a sheet we're gonna put it in the freezer that's outside because they have like a like a box freezer if you will and so mm. they put his li the little kid's body in there and Hanno comes uh, not Hanno Funes comes back who he had left to like take a nap or something he comes back and they're like the little kid is in the freezer for now like until we can take him back to the cemetery, we should probably put some cement on top of him when we put him there. And Funes is like, this is a lot. And the little kid is filming all of this on his phone. And as Funes is sitting next to the freezer, like trying to fucking piece his life together, like what the hell is going on? <laughs> he hears a tiny cry from the freezer and then just a fucking smash from inside Ooh. the freezer that I was like, nah! Jump scare 17. We go back to Juan and the three, what are they, ghost hunters, I guess? Like yeah, yeah, we're back with Juan Botticelli Blumetti in jail or the hospital with the, the, the ghost hunters. And there, and this is basically 
we're just going back to the moment from the beginning and they're like we just need your permission to investigate so what we want to do is we're gonna each the gringo doctora albrecht and hano we're each going to take a house that has had some sort of paranormal activity and we're gonna go in there and stay in there overnight to investigate We've been in this movie for a solid 30 to 45 and it's been very entertaining, but this is like, okay, now we're just, we're like in this story now because yeah. now like all the shit's about to go down. We've seen the individual occurrences in each house. And so mm -hmm. like, and what something like, so we have in Blumetti's house, we have Clara in the bathtub. In Walter's house, we have the thin naked the man. The folded man. <laughs> the folded man. And then in Alicia's house, we have the dead little boy. Each one goes to a house. Hanno goes to the little boy's house. Doctora Albrecht goes to Juan Botticelli, <laughs> Botticelli, Blumetti. Botticelli Blumetti's house. And then El Gringo goes to Walter's. Yes. And, and we also find out that Walter has been missing for a while. So this is the first info we get of like finding out that where the fuck is fucking Walter. Also, mm -hmm. El Gringo is paired up with Funes. So the first house that we're hanging out in is Gringo and Funes walking through Walters and El Gringo is like putting up lights and doing the stuff, catching readings of whatever. And like they go to the bathroom and uh, El Gringo has a black light and on the tile, there's all these like writing and fingerprints and all this weird shit all over it. And mm -hmm. <laughs> Funes is with him and shitting. Like Funes oh. is... He's so so afraid. I would be exactly the same way had I Absolutely. were at anything like this. I would be, look, knock on wood, but if I ever saw a ghost, I would be so fucking scared. Like I know some people are like, oh, I would be. It would be so cool. No, thank no. you. I'd rather not. El Gringo and Funes go to the kitchen in Walter's house and they see that the forks, the knives, and the spoons are all hanging from the bottom of a cupboard. And they're like hanging almost like wind chimes, if you will. Yeah. And El Gringo even like runs his fingers the through it going clink, 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 clink. It. The minute he touched it, I'm just like, don't touch that. And also the minute he touches it, we start to hear that whistling. The whistling yeah. comes back. Yeah. Also at this time, as we're like setting up people in their houses, it keeps like cutting back. It's like- It's back and Albert. forth to see a little bit of everyone, yeah. Yes. And as this was a, an interesting thing that like, so before we see this cutlery weird thing, Hanno is at the house setting up his his magnet water compasses. He gets, he gets a call a phone from call. a woman and she's like, I want to talk to Alicia. He's like, listen, she hasn't been here. She's staying at her sister's place. It's been weeks. He gives her the number that she can she call. He's like, ¿Quién está llamando? Who's calling? Click. And immediately she hangs up. And I assume that this is like ghost transmission it's already starting to get into everybody. And now, unfortunately, because Hano gave the number, that ghost is going to travel somehow to affect poor Alicia at her sister's house. Like, it travels. See, I this was one of the things that, as spooky as this movie was, there were moments where I was like, where is this going? And it's never explained. 
there's a lot of moments that are like there's no follow through to them so it was creepy because the phone call that he got at one point i was like is this the receptionist calling from doctora albrecht like you and then you never and spoiler alert you never hear from this ever again like it's never i mean alicia comes back into the story so it's like this you know i have to agree with you this is a well thought out movie but there are still moments in there that, that I'm like, I don't think you thought that out well enough. Or the explanations come a lot later and you just live mm-hmm. in this world of like, who, like with Hanno, we didn't find out that he was a forensic person until like 40 minutes into the film. That's not true. And like, like 20 minutes in, but still. It's only an hour and a half. I like that it takes its time to be like, okay, I'm dropping the clues and the pieces in here. But there, I, I think you're right that there are specific things that you're like, I feel you were going somewhere with that, but you didn't And it didn't go through. anywhere. Yeah. But this little call, I was like, was I creepy feel like enough and... here. And also, again, that soundtrack this time, I'm pretty sure this was nightmare on elm street homage music there was something in there that i was like you guys are giving me nightmare on elm street but in that Um, same phone call world that we're living in he's like oh okay bye click then that happens and then he presses the answering machine button and Mm -hmm. we hear all these messages from the little boy's friend's mom being like hi alicia mira like my son came home and you know he showed me a video and it's very scary and please give me a call and it's like it's urgente it's urgent please like there's like four or five calls hano is like shit because he had worked he was like we can't let this go out and that's another moment that i was like oh okay there is a worry and then that's never really explored of like the video of the boy and this mom that's calling like it's this well the mom on the phone literally says like mira alicia you need to call me back because my son showed me a video it involves your son it involves involves your your ex the police officer so like please the moment you get this call me call me call me and again i mean i'm trying to like think to the end it doesn't go anywhere maybe we'll tie something together but we don't it really doesn't so okay so hano gets the creepy call he listens to the messages we cut back to the gringo and the the cutlery and the fun and funes and this idiot is still touching the ghost cutlery that's hanging off the cupboard or whatever and a knife flies up through the air slashes through his hand and pins his hand to the cupboard the cupboard and he's freaking out because he's got a he's got a knife in his palm slashed through his hand hot funes on the other is like what the fuck what he's freaking out he pulls out a gun because they hear a sucking sound yes. coming from inside the, the, the cupboard, cupboard where that the knife his is hand is. His hand. And he's like, no, 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 escucha, escucha. No, no, no. Escucha, escucha. It's tat, chew, chew. And chew pondo. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's tat, chew pondo, la sangre. So this, it, this creature thing is sucking his blood from inside this cover so uh, what's his goddamn name Funes is like the fuck this he pulls fuck his this. gun out and but but also el gringo is like okay open the cupboard they open it and the cutlery flies to the other side of the the cupboard 
and there's nothing inside there's the nothing cupboard. There. There's nothing there. And then the gringo's like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. He pulls the knife out. It's hideous. And he said he calls Dr. Albrecht and he's like, girl, guess what? We are, I have found, like, the gringo is hilarious to me because he is having a ball. Like, oh, this whole so time, happy. he's like, ghosts and ghouls and goblins, I love it. Like, literally, he sees the coloring, and he's like, yeah. Like, even when his yeah. knife is in, he's like, it's that Chupando, Chupando. He's like, he's giddy about it. So when he calls I mean, Dr. Albrecht. As like a ghost hunter person, he's like, I've been working at this for years and years Jackpot. and years. It's happening to me. So when he calls Albrecht, Funes is like, Albrecht, we need to get the hell out of here because the gringo has been stabbed. And the gringo's like, no, let me talk to her. It's happening. The shit's going down. Estamos We're in the en mess. El nido. And el nido. Funes, in the meantime, is in the living room listening to him. And things are moving everywhere. Like things are crawling up the wall. Paintings the are paintings moving. are like coming off of the walls. I was like, this guy is going through it. Gringo is like, girl, let me tell you, it is fucking great over here. There's hella shit going down. My hand's been stabbed. Oh, I love it. He is oh, living I'm... for it. At this point, so the gringo finishes, oh, his, finishes his conversation with, with, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I think you might be saying, what I'm about well, he to finishes say. his conversation with Albrecht and he's like, Funes, please clean up the blood um, and do it quickly because time passes quickly in here. So again, setting up this whole thing of like, we are in some sort of weird parallel dimension. Things are not as they seem in here. So poor Funes, I'm like, wait, sir, I know your hand is cut. But like, I'd really rather not. Or could you come with me to do yeah. this as we clean up your <laughs> spilt blood all over the house? So sweet, handsome, beautiful, sexy Funes grabs a rag, is cleaning up the splattered blood everywhere. When he gets into the kitchen, again, we start to hear hideous noises. From the sink. Coming from the sink. I never want to do dishes again. I mean, they're just going to stay in there. It's going to get all stinky in here. Have have at it, roaches. Cause enjoy, cause over. I'm not touching a sink again in my life. It's over. Okay, we cut back to Hano. Yes, he's looking through it, this scene. Woo! I just want to keep saying this scene, this scene, because it just cuts from spooky scene to spooky, spooky scene. So we scene. cut back to Hano. He's looking through this little kid's notebook because he's about to call this mom who's freaking out, being like, my son found the video. He's about to call, but then Funes calls him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I wrote, Funes <laughs> calls, está cagado. Like, he's shitting himself. He's scared shitless. And, like, honestly, dude, we know you're scared. Just go. Like, just go. Get the hell out of here. And yeah. I get it. Like, he can't leave. He's all this investigation it sucks he's a cop he's so got Han responsibilities whatever yeah, he's got to do it hano goes to the window to like talk to funes and he's like ¿Dónde estás, funes? he's where are you in the house funes says i'm in the kitchen hano's like wait aren't you standing at the window because he sees this hideous folded pale man creature kind of swaying back and forth in the window near the front of the house. And if you, it's strange, again, like parallel universe dimension kind of thing where they're kind of doing the same movement. Hano and the pale man are like 
swaying back and forth. The window, the way that it works is it looks like it's a sliding window or there Mm -hmm. is like some sort of beam in the middle of the window that he'll go from one end of the window and see the, the folded man, but standing across the street in his window. And then he'll lean towards the other window and then the man will be gone. So almost like it's like um like when you see in mirrors or like in glass that you can you can like it there is a, a bend in like vision and time or something like that. And so he keeps going back and forth and we like the man is at the window, he's not at the window, he's at the window, he's not at the window. And I knew it was coming. He goes from one end of the window where he sees the man. And then he goes to the other end where you expect to not see the man anymore. And bam, the man is at the window, full, bald, dead face. No. Maybe the, well, there are a lot of jump scares, but this one was like that one three jump scares yeah. where I was like, I know exactly what's about to happen. I know what's about to happen. And I'm watching through my fingers and I'm like, I'm like okay, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming it happens and it still scared me. And so much so that I was like, this is, okay, I have to admit something which is terrible as a horror movie fan because I know, I watch scary movies because they actually fucking scare me. But sometimes what I do is if I'm like, if I'm like, I, I know the jump scare is coming. I'll watch it through my fingers. Like I'll watch, but like part will, parts will be blocked. Mm -hmm. The jump scare happens. I'm like, okay, it scared me. But then I'll rewind it. No, you're bonkers. But like, you know how much I love scary movies. So it's like, okay, I saw the jump scare. Now I know when it's coming. So I can actually like see the buildup because like a well done jump scare, I've seen so many of them. So then I'm like, okay, now that like the initial fear has died down a little bit, I can rewatch and it won't be like as scary for me. So I can just like actually watch and observe. You know what I mean? No, because I never do that. Literally I do it throughout all this- the time. Throughout this movie, there were moments where I was like, what did this person say? I do, I'm not going to rewind to hear it because I know it's in the middle of something terrifying. Like, there's not a well, chance in fucking hell I'm going to go relive that. Literally, this scare happened and I was like, pause. And I walked away and that's when I watched like a bunch of fucking videos. I legitimately watched a full Bon Appetit video in between it because I was like, this is too much. So, okay. So, Jump Scare City happens. We go back to Albrecht. So Albrecht is playing with her weird ghost metal, uh, magnetic Trinkets. toy. She hears noises from the sink. Again, sink, Every water sink. theme. So she goes to inspect. We hear water behind her. And then that little weird uh, magnetic string thing moves and she grows over and she starts to inspect this enormous crack in the wall that Botticelli Blumetti had spoken about before and had blamed on Walter due to Walter's- uh, Renovations. Right. So- And there was a scene earlier, right before the little boy's accident, where Clara, who was still alive at the time, his wife and Botticelli Blumetti are at home and he is patching with like, not cock. Cock is for the bathtub. What is um, it? 
I don't know. I, we know what you mean. You, he's, he's trying to like fix the hole. But at this point, it's a little crack and he's just right. like putting cement over it. So when we get to Albrecht and she sees the hole, it is an actual hole before oh, it was could, just a crack. You could fit a good part of your body in there. So then again, we jump back to Funes for the, I'd say, 10th time. <laughs> Funes is like... So guys, I'm I'm leaving. I need to get out of here. And I'm like, okay, Funes, you're not going anywhere. But again, he tells El Gringo, Mira, I gotta get out of here. And I the Gringo go. says, Allí abajo lo encontré. Está vacío, pero no vacío. Es otra uh, dimensión. Con, wait, con... wait, let's translate this because I know you're saying it in a gringo accent. That I doesn't mean like... our listeners will understand. In my brain, I'm like, oh, I say it with a gringo accent. So I'm speaking English. They're going to understand what I'm saying. So please, please translate. Okay, so he, he, Funes, <laughs> Funes is like, I'm ready. And, and fucking gringo is like, come here, come here. I found him. He's under the bed and it looks empty, but it's not. Uh, and he basically says darkness and light are two realities that are sharing the same space and time. And so when Funes approaches El Gringo, we see the bed uh, long ways, like like the way you would if somebody was lying down. So he lifts the sheet and there's nothing there. And then El Gringo moves to the foot of the bed. Funes follows him and then he lifts the sheet there and we see the fucking feet. Ooh, Mira? nightmare feet. Brother. So we see the feet and it's terrifying, but we see it from like their angle of like, of them standing. And then the camera goes down to the actual fucking feet. And they're like kind of tucking themselves back underneath the bed. And we see that like the, the darkness kind of like smooths out. And in the corner pocket of terror, we see the head of the, folded man so it, again it's like and then he's just like i'm popping out <laughs> you know it's coming but it still scared the shit out of me funes is freaking out now he finally finally <laughs> he's like this runs is outside it. and is freaking out but i mean finalmente si que horrible no so funes i wrote again funes shitting shitting <laughs> poor funes is shitting. not only hot as hell but constantly shitting bounce it back to albrecht she's still inspecting that nightmare hole in the wall she's sitting right in front of it she puts a chair fearless fearlessly just right in front of this hole back up girl flashlight all in that hole and so the gringo calls and again he's thrilled he's like we have found what we've been looking for albrecht is thrilled they're all so happy and they're like we gotta document everything no people it's time to go get out bonus so, <laughs> okay so he's left el gringo being like fuck this but now he runs to hanno yeah. and is like hanno i think i should leave you shouldn't so be he, checking in with anybody like no, just fucking just, you get can, out get in your car drive away Pick up your cell phone. You can pick up. Be like, Hano, mira, I'm very sorry. I'm so scared. But instead, of course, he goes. He's a good guy. He's going to go check in with Hano. But all he finds is shattered glass on the floor. Because the last time we saw Hano, Hano had that pale man, horrible face in his face. 
Correct. And so we see shattered glass in Alicia's home. Hano is nowhere to be found, but we see like a bloody smeared handprint on a bureau thing. And again, here comes the shining music. It's like a China holder. Like he earlier, before Hano gets freaked out by the head, he hears glass tinkling in this China holder. And he's like, something's funky over there. And so when, when Funes comes in, he also hears the tinkling and he sees glass everywhere and he sees there's blood because remember Funes has a hearing aid and there's like static and weirdness and he seems to hear like moaning or like some sort of groaning coming from the china shop or shop china holder china shop does (laughs) does he turn it off his little hearing aid Something he does something to it where he clicks either it on or makes it louder. Alma, your battery. <laughs> Check your battery. But that he does it and it gets quiet for a yes. second. But then we really hear that like weird kind of electronic groaning. And it's the same thing that happened with Hano that he's on the corner of the of the China bureau thing and he'll go on one end of it and he won't hear anything. But then when he leans towards the other end of it, he hears static and like, and like he keeps going, doing the same thing that Hano did, but but with hearing rather than with sight so he dimensions different dimensions the two realities living as one he pulls the cupboard the china cupboard back and he starts removing the back of the cupboard just a little corner and there's a full head in there and it's hano and he says Ayúdame, tengo vidrio en los ojos. Help me, I have glass in my eyes. And you see like bleeding eyes and his little like head of hair in the corner that he's just ripped. And Funes is like, what the fuck, bro? Oh God. We jump back to Albrecht. She's still inspecting this enormous nightmare hole. And inside the hole, she's like flashing her light in her uh, flashlight. And there is Walter. Uh-huh. Who has who we haven't heard from in forever? He's inside this hole with glowing eyes. He looks so terrifying. She's trying to contact him, trying to make him, uh, you know, talk to him again. Por favor, senora, back away from the hole. But she's fearless, so she's like, "Hey, talk to me, ghost." Yeah, so, just shoving uh, her. F- oh my god, I yeah, I wrote she, down, I don't trust that crack. No, no, move <laughs> away from the hole. There's a ghost in the hole move away you're literally looking at it so yeah Funes comes back shitting baby he's still shitting he's like mira hano needs help and she's like you need to calm down don't trust everything you're seeing tonight what you see might not be real he's like look at the blood on my hands this isn't my blood this is real and she's like go wash your hands because these beings like blood yeah horrifying and then she asks she's like have you guys been using the tap water tonight Funes for the 50th time is like so I gotta go I'm really scared (laughs) and Albrecht he literally says estoy cagado like I am fucking shitting bro and she reminds us again how scared he is and reminds us mira I'm gonna retire (laughs) I'm supposed to retire in two months I have medical issues that i this is not for me like this is is too much for me my jam and but for some reason at this point 
Albrecht calls the gringo and she's like, you know what? It's time to call off the investigation. We're exposing ourselves too much. I don't know what specifically it is. Maybe it's because Funes is so at a 10 and she's like, okay, okay, okay. It's fine. So Funes is like, please give me an explanation. Explain to me. I've got to explain to my fellow officers because he's a deputy. So I don't know what the hell that means, but I guess he's like a higher up person. Yeah, he's he's like pretty important. So he's like, I need an explanation. And she goes, okay, so there is a theory that I have. We exist in a coexisting dimension that's organized like the segments of an orange. There's life in both dimensions that can travel through water like microscopic and can reproduce and can use our bodies. She doesn't know what kind of beings they are or why they're aggressive. He asks her, is there a way to stop them? She straight up says no. (laughs) And immediately after she's like, no, there's no way. A huge claw. (laughs) The claw. claw. The claw comes out, grabs this old- From the hole. Because she's been sitting- She's been sitting next to that fucking crack like it's nothing. Like literally our little chair, her whole little sweet vibes. And she's like, I see, no, es esto, es el otro, whatever. And I knew it. I was like- Something's coming out of the hole. But this is like a weird, big kind of like demon hand crawls out, doesn't crawl out, reaches out fast, grabs her head. Explodes out of there. Racks her neck. Smashes her head. Smashes her against the wall. She's dead. Funes, this is again like a moment from the beginning with Botticelli Blumetti where he's just like, hmm. Funes cannot believe his eyes. He's literally sitting there like, oh, that happened. And then he begins to fully have a heart attack. Have a attack. heart attack. He grabs so his left arm and he's like, oh, fuck. He's down, down for the count. And this was very well shot, well sound designed or whatever. The music was great because we see him on the floor. He's suffering. He can hardly breathe. And you see this really hideous creature. It, did you ever see A Quiet Place? Of course I did. Absolutely looks like the monster. Kind of looks like the monster from a quiet place. Long limbs, reddish fingers that are long. Okay, for me it was like a quiet place slash Resident Evil kind of creature. Never seen the Resident Evil. Well, play, uh, but uh, I'm assuming from the games and also, of course, from the movies. Uh, (laughs) So this horrible creature comes out, a quiet place Resident Evil creature, and it's very well shot where you're focused on fullness, but you see this horrible thing kind of like very slowly crawling up. And where is he crawling from? The fucking pocket of terror. It's in the corner and on the screen, all most of that you can see is Funes on the ground, like having a heart attack, rolling around. And every time he moves in the corner, you see that monster demon come out and you hear him sucking the blood from Dr. Albrecht. Dude, I didn't catch that. Dude, the fully, he's lying there and all you can hear is... <gasps> I did not because all I could hear was like the music is so loud oh now I gotta great now I gotta watch this again so I can catch that sucking sound yeah so Um, there's sucking sound and then he like there's another shot where he kind of moves around and he's like fully trying to stay conscious and he's like about to fucking heart attack himself to death and the yeah creature starts crawling towards him and it's like bloody and creepy and It's I hated hideous. it. Entonces, Funes has like passed out from his heart attack. 
yes. he wakes up and that thing is gone and he's like trying to place himself and he's like whatever he sees his hearing aid is on the ground so he pops that hearing aid back in and then a table just like scoots right by him all on its own and then yeah. some other shit like moves so he's he kind of scoots back towards like a, a piece of furniture and from above that a creepy claw hand bloody is holding and then he looks up and there's a weird head bald head face thing and he freaks out and it's gone and he goes back to look and alicia is standing outside in the window right around the area where that demon would have been she walks into the house and she's like you took away my baby again i saw the video of you taking my kid into a freezer why did you cement my fucking kid that's my baby and i'm at this point i'm like yeah girl but like your your kid is dead not for nothing these performances in this movie were pretty solid throughout but this actress she nailed she was on screen for what 10 minutes whoever that actress is is very great very good yeah. And Funes is like, I had scared. a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, I had a heart attack. He's like, please take me to the hospital. Let's get out of here. She's very upset. But next thing we do cut to them walking to her car. He's like, listen, I get it. Like, I know that things are that but things are bad here. Like, this is bad. Things are bad. I need to I, I need to go to the fucking hospital. I just had a fucking heart attack. Take me yeah, to the hospital. We'll figure it out, please. I did this for you. Yes. And he's like, I will explain. I will explain why I did this for you. You just please take me to the hospital. So we, she is like, apparently agrees because next thing we're walking to the car. She gets in the car. Funes is about to get in, and in the back seat we see that the tiny Funes boy is in the back seat, like flies swarming, disgusting, just a and corpse. She, and she, this poor actress. <laughs> so she's like, I wasn't going to leave my baby at the cemetery. The reason she's covered in like, she when, she when we saw her just a second ago, the reason she's covered with dirt is because she went into the cemetery, I guess, must have pounded through the cement. That they <laughs> fucking put, bulldozed that shit. Just, got that baby <laughs> out. She got in there. Gruesome. Okay, so finally, Funes is like, okay, no. I'm um, done. He gets into his car and this shot in the distance so we're looking pockets at of terror pockets, pockets of, of terror. terror this is like definition of pockets of terror so it, we're looking at funes imagine you're sitting in the passenger seat you're looking at funes and off in the distance in the dark you see something running up to the driver's side window where funes is to me i was like that looks like somebody wearing a really big backpack but when it gets closer you see that it is albrecht with her neck snapped her head is hanging off backward and she's she like, is folded she is she folded is in half folded in half backwards and screaming and like begging him she's like there's still time don't leave you can save us we're being tortured funis is like i i don't Step know how his, how his brain did not explode at this point but he sees this hideous creature, like with bloody hands, being on like, his window. Save us! Her head is off, hanging off her body, and he finally gets the fuck gets out. Everybody. <laughs> so he drives away, and he mm -hmm. finds like an area far away from this neighborhood. He parks. 
through all that, when all that shit was going down, his phone died. He doesn't have his walkie-talkie. So in this part, as he's parking, he charges his phone. He picks up the walkie-talkie. He's like, hey, I'm here. And everybody's like, where have you been? Things are crazy. Like, what the hell? And we sent a dispatch to Alicia's house just to make sure. And he tells the cop on the walkie-talkie, get the fuck out of there right now. Like you yeah, this have cop, to leave. And this cop on the walkie-talkie is like, I, I, I had to tell Alicia where you were. She was looking for you. And he's like, so I'm near this house and I see your friend Hanno in the dark kind of just standing over there. It's weird. And Funes is like, listen to me, asshole. I'm not going to tell you again. Like, go now. And thankfully, the officer is like, okay, okay, my boy. So because he's literally, this is one of the parts where I was like, this is all the cursing I love. He's like, la puta que te parió, brother, andate, get out of there. La puta que te, he says it twice, la puta que te parió. What does, I don't even know what that means. What does the that mean? The whore that birthed you. Wow. Parir, parir means to give birth. Give birth. Yeah. The whore that birthed you, please get the hell out of there. <laughs> Listen. How many times do I have to tell you? So thankfully, How many times do I have to call your mom a whore? Get the fuck out of there. Thankfully, he does. And at this point, we see Funes mm -hmm. foolishly smoking his cigarette still. And he and looks he at the cigarette. Gets an idea. And it's like, Hmm. I'm gonna burn this fucker down. He and arrives we cut at Alicia's house. We cut two to full him. canisters of gas. And when he enters the house, you see, of course, pocket of terror in the back. There's something hanging in the back. But we immediately he immediately is like dousing the house with gas. He passes by the little dead kid's room, and I was like, let's not do this right now, please. And yet we just he avoid. does. Of course. He opens the door. And all caps, this is what I wrote. Of course, we get a face close-up jump scare door slam. So it's just like dead kid face, door slams. And Funes is like, again, for the millionth time, I hate this shit. And literally the door slams and he's like kerosene on the door. He's like, I'm burning this shit down. And as he is th keeps throwing gas through the house, then he finds the hanging thing in the back we discover is Alicia. She's she killed hanged herself. herself. Unfortunately, he has a sad moment, but then tosses some gas on her. Um, we finally get outside and he's trying to light a match to light this thing, but it keeps blowing out for some reason. And next thing we know, uh, Funes kind of looks over and we see Hanno, who now has these glowing red, bloody, hideous eyes. Glass blowing eyes the uh the the match out so Funes, i'm not of course, gonna lie this was a little cheesy for me like I when because <laughs> i was like because when he was flinging the matches and they kept going out i was like oh they're going out yeah you know the ghosts won't allow him to burn down the, the space and then when we turn and we see that it's hano being like really gang this is what we this is what we wanted to do okay i find like a bloody kind of eye socket to be scarier than like hey, look at his glowing red eyes yeah it, I, it was like uh, effective enough but sure. sure you know so funes of course has his like 10th heart attack and flies <laughs> like falls on the floor and he pulls out his Shoots. gun and thankfully like he shoots the gun at the gas, it lights up, and that house begins to burn. And Hanno Ghost just, like, looks at the house, 
stares back at Funes. I guess obviously like, well, you asshole, but you know, we're ghosts. So it's yeah. not really going to do much, dude. So that's basically the end of like haunted neighborhood scenes. Cause then we cut back to Juan Botticelli Blumetti husband at the hospital. And now clearly like if he wasn't at a hospital before he is now. Like now you can be... tell because he's being walked in by an orderly. Like the man is wearing an, a nurse's outfit and he yeah. comes in and he sits again with three people. They are different people. And basically they're like, okay, so these are three people. Do you know these three people? And it's Hanno, Albrecht, and El Gringo. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's like, yeah, we solidify that it's been about a year since all of this has happened. And they're like, Deputy Funes has been on the run since he set the house on fire that had people inside. So we're just trying to, like, these people seem like actual police officers. And there is an actual officer that was Funes's like, officer. And so Juan is like, yeah, I remember these people, whatever. We noticed that Blumetti, he's he's listening to them, he's talking to them, but he kind of, he's looking off to the back. The and eye, also- The eye line is, he's looking towards yeah. what it seems like a pocket of terror. <laughs> Which you're like, oh God, of course we got to have a final, a final jump. jump scare. And also the officer who we had seen before seems to be kind of picking up on it. Yeah, he's like, he keeps looking back. He's like, what are you fucking looking at? You know, like, yeah. where's the where's the eye line? We see that Juan Botticelli Belletti, what is the actual one? Blumetti. 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 So Blumetti is like, did that guy come with you? And there's no one there. And he grabs a picture of El Gringo and he's like, him, that's him over there. He didn't come with you? And they're like, uh... And he's like, I'm pretty sure that's him, except that his face is burnt. And then the chair moves in the corner, the pocket of terror. And he's like, he came with you guys. And that chair comes flying into the screen. Boom. The end. This last little scene was very well done. However... I kind of wanted to see that hideous burnt face. I think that would have been a lot scarier than the chair being thrown at the camera. I jumped, but I like as soon as it happened, I was like, "Oh, okay." Like I. Could it mean that maybe ev- all those people were ghosts, and that Juan was just like living in a like like a sixth sense situation? I mean, maybe, but honestly, like we said earlier. Uh, this Who movie knows? is well thought out, but also like there are a lot of things where I'm like, you could have thought a little bit more about that. So I, I don't think so. Yeah, I definitely agree that we could have at least I would have loved to see to have seen maybe like Gringo burnt face or like the folded man standing there like or something like one last thing for us to see before the chair flew like it doesn't have to be that long like give me a fast creepville situation and then that chair fly at us i didn't even need the chair give me something else here the chair the chair was an odd choice to like like i get it you want that you want that little final scare either way you made me jump I, I just kind of wanted to see that horrible burnt gringo face. Um, do you have any trivia? Okay, the, my, these are the two things that I found. Watch it be the exact same thing. I'm, I, I bet you it will be. Um, I'm so the excited two, to find out. <laughs> the two things that I've 
that I found were um, that Guillermo del Toro is planning on making a remake of this. Um, yes, that is coming. That is one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> coming soon, Guillermo del Toro, which I think, I mean, Pale Man vibes with my dude. I think we're gonna have it's probably. He wouldn't disappoint, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is that during uh, this wonderful COVID time that we have been all experiencing, like living our lives in our homes, that Demian Rugna is working on Aterrados number two. <laughs> that's that's my other one. But I do have one other one that's oh, kind okay. of- Oh, okay. But um, so about remakes, especially from a, Lati from a, a Latino, I'm like, Look, I love a remake if you do a good job, but I'm also like, do we have to? Okay, I'm going to say if Guillermo del Toro does a better job at like connecting the dots with the script, the way that this one kind of like let the ends be loose, I think I'm fine with that. But I also agree like, hey, everybody, read a fucking subtitle. Why can't you watch this movie in Spanish I mean and... I had to read you know, the subtitles, dude, because like the Argentine Spanish, I was sometimes like, what are they saying? You know, because I'm not. But also, I, first of all, I agree. Like Del Toro connected. Cool. Very excited. Please watch the original. They did a great job. And also, it is a different script writer. I don't know who the script writer is. I, I believe it's just Del Toro produced. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but which is still cool, you know, like it's still great. And to, honestly, if it if they do make a remake, I will duh one hundred percent see it. But of course. what I'm trying to say here is like, please watch the original. It's the reason why we do the pod because there are these great horror movies that are Latino horror movies that people are just like, a don't make the effort to look for them, and b right. like it's so you have to read a little bit like. And like you know, okay, cut it, take it back to like like I remember in like the early two thousands like the ring remake which was honestly great the grudge uh pulse all these like asian horror films that came out so i saw i saw all the americanized versions and some were good but some of them were so bad and then when i watched the original version i was like this is terrifying the reason why they're being scary remade is because they're fucking good as the original yeah. so like why yeah. not watch the og because it's yeah just unless so you're gonna give me like a really cool like take on it basically what i think what we're both trying to say here is listeners audience do the work do watch the work the it's there the it's so it, it's, it's good worth it that being said, I will totally watch the remake and the sequel, <laughs> um, sure. which I hope that um, I did find an article from what is this rumorg.com where he's talking uh, Rugna, the director is talking about how he's going to make the sequel hopes to take more time with it and how he's going to make it like extra gory. Apparently he intends to start right at the end of the movie with like chair throw. Boom, we start. Wow. Okay. I'm into that. That's me too. I think that's very cool. Okay, here's yeah. my other <laughs> foolish trivia. Let's hear it. Uh, is that on the date that we are listening to right now, which is clearly not the day that you will be listening to this, tomorrow is Demian Rugna's birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, Demian. You're a Virgo. Yes, you are a Virgo. So that'll tell you around when he was born. Um, 
Should, do you want to get into our uh, Go questions? For Were you scared? Yes, I was absolutely scared. I was also scared. Jump scare city. Uh, is that the next question? What was your favorite scare? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus. My favorite scare was probably that little horrible dead kid turning to look at his friend. It wasn't a jump scare, but it was I'm so- I'm surprised that that's, that's yours. I really did not want that kid to move, but I also really did. For me, I'm going to say it's when the gringo is showing him the the two realities living in one and we see the feet from the bottom and then he like pops out from under the bed. Like, it, oh my God, the folded man for me was an absolute nightmare. But that one moment where we see the feet and it's scooting back into his his whatever and then we see the head from the corner pocket of terror that could have fucked off right of hell agreed <laughs> best death is that correct is that the next one uh sure best death glada being banged around in the bathtub was horrible went on forever horrible. and was so violent so glada's death in the bathtub for sure I think it, for me, it's also Clara, but also this is going to be really morbid and dark, but like the little kid being hit by the bus really caught me off guard. Who was your favorite character? My favorite character was Funes for sure. <laughs> Just... And I hate to be shallow, but it, first of all, because he was very sexy. Great to look he at, yeah. Voice. And, uh, but because... <laughs> As much as I was like, as I was like, okay, Funes, yet again, you're telling us, I need to get out of here. You know, he's the one who we really follow around for the most part. And I really felt for him. I, I really, I was like, I want him to retire happily. I want him to live a happy life. And we don't quite get that all tied up with the bow at the end, but clearly that does not happen. We don't really know what happens to him, but I really wanted him to be okay in the end. And I don't think he was, but he was definitely my favorite. I'm going to agree. I loved fucking Funes for his hotness and also just because he was constantly shitting, just like constantly shitting his pants. And I thought, and it's, I think it's really great to have, I mean, obviously every horror movie is going to have the character that like everything is happening to, but I think he did a really great job of just being like, I'm here and I'm shitting. <laughs> What was your favorite line? I would probably go with, I can't remember specifically what the guy said, the, the gringo, but when he's like, S-L, I can't even. <laughs> the darkness and the light existing at once, but said in his, his gringo Spanish accent. I mean, that was basically the gist of the entire movie yeah. is being like, we exist on, a same plane, on the same plane, but in different dimensions with these beings who are violent and terrifying. And he was so excited about it. So that so was like, giggly. okay, well, that's the movie right there. Plus yeah. with his ridiculous accent. It's very good. Totally. Yours? La puta que te parió. <laughs> La puta que te parió andate. I was like, yep, that's... Because I feel like I would fucking say that. Um, did you learn anything? No. Me I neither. I think I really did. I mean, we had cool, like, paranormal things that people were using. But we didn't, we never got anything particularly Argentinian. Yeah. No, yeah, like, it didn't really 
teach me anything about Argentina aside from like hearing the accents uh, right. a, a bunch. You know, it was loved cool to- hearing boludo and che mm-hmm. and the, like I love to hear like that stuff. But um, yeah, to hear that it's funny. I mean, no offense to these to everyone who's from Argentina, but it's a funny little accent that I don't hear very much. It yeah, was cool to see like a neighborhood in Argentina. I had never, you know, I've never been there, so yeah. that, that was cool to see that. But I did not really learn much about the culture or yeah. the history or anything like that. But that's okay. You know, the purpose of the movie was to scare the shit out of me, and it, it scared me. Yeah, totally. Did you learn anything? I absolutely did not. <laughs> Uh, how many ooies are you giving this film? Look, I struggled with this one a little bit. I wanted to give it four, but I'm gonna have to give it three. I'm giving it three because it was solid. It really scared me. But again, like I've said five times already, I feel like it was a well thought out movie, but at the same time, a not well thought out movie because there were specific things that were not kind of explained, which is fine. You know, you can leave it kind of open-ended. In my brain, I was like, you did that because you didn't think it through. I also give it three ooze because the scary moments were great scary moments. You have the wonderful pearls on the necklace, but that string was a very funky string and holding those pearls together. So like, because the scares were great, you get three. Ooh, I mean, you, everyone, it's scary. It's a good fun time. You should definitely watch it. You won't, you won't regret it, especially if you're like with a group of friends. Great. Mm-hmm. By yourself, if you just want to like freak yourself out, it'll do the job. You got a hot dude to look at. You got some some solid demony looking things and like ghosty things. Like if you're in it just for like I'm having a glass of wine and being freaked out, you're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be so good for you. Like listen, if my fucking it. edible didn't fucking work, then you'll be you'll you'll do great. That means the movie worked. Yes, the exactly. Movie. Job. Totally. Watch it. Well, here we are yeah. again. <laughs> At the end of our lovely time i don't know i'm gonna say it again black lives matter trans lives matter fucking vote save the usps be a poll worker donate go out there and be the best version you can be of be a good person and then when you get home pop in a scary movie and scream with us into the night We'll see you guys next week with another spooky movie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And I love you, Johnny. I love you too. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. (laughs) Adios. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.